absolutely <coughs> unbelievable that he did it. It's very believable because it's always Hashgacha practice when it comes to Yantiv. So whatever you're learning is, is reminding you of that Yantiv. So here, the Rebbe says, Rachim Zacha Tizka Shliyas Amsigulosa Hisnakash Baruchi Manu. And Hashem made it tonight. Hashem is Rach made a condition with us before he gave us the Torah. He made a condition with us that we'll be in Am Segula Amamlechus Kehan Nagoy Kaddish. And it says in the Torah that that's what you should tell B'nai Yisrael. Rashi brings it down like Pachas V'Lyoyser. It's not just a nice compliment when Hashem says that we're in Am Segula, that the Jewish people are special, are different, that Klai Yisrael is Amamlechus Kehan Nagoy Kaddish. The Rebbe says over here, it's a t'nai. It's a condition that was made in order to be, in order for us to receive the Torah back then, and in order for any one of us, in order for any Jew to receive the Torah any time in history, now as well. It has to be with this understanding. It's only going to work if a person realizes and believes that there's something different, there's something special about being a Jew, that there's something different. It's the belief that 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 you can't be you can't be a yid and be the same as everybody else in the world with a nefesh mezahama to have a soul to, to live a life that's 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 filthy. That's why that's why the the second day of Sivan Bay Sivan the second day of Sivan is called Yom Hamiyuchas. Beisivan is called Yem HaMiyuchas because that's the Yichas of Klai Yisrael. The Yichas of Klai Yisrael that were called Amamlech Kahanam and Gaikad, that was told to us on the second day of Sivan. This Tanai, that the Jewish people are an Amsegula, that, that, that we're different. And in what way are we different? Amamlech Kahanam, so Ben Yonah explains that Amamlech Kahanam means that. Kahanam is lashon of adayim v'sarim, and in achnoim of adam that we're people who who are in control of our lives, who have bechira, who adayim and sarim, who are who are people of of great nobility, and the malchus the malchus of a yid means that when the Bani Shalom said on Har Sinai, like Tirzach Dam Kil so the Bnei Yishmael heard that and the Bnei Yishmael the Bnei Yishmael heard like Tirzach not to kill so they said they can't listen we, we'd like to do something about that but we can't we can't help ourselves because it says it says in the Chumash itself that Yishmael is a para Adam a wild mensch a wild man we have to kill and it says Asaph heard that so Asaph said that we'd like to we'd like to live that way we'd like not to kill but it says it says that we live by the sword only B'nai Yisrael heard that we are Mamlechus Kehanavar Goy Kaddish that's the Yichas that's the Yom HaMiyuchas when Hashem told us that we have the strength to keep these mitzvahs that we're different that we don't have we're not caught in, we're not caught we're not stuck in Zuhama that the Rebbe is talking about, the Nefesh Mizrahama, we're not stuck in a place Chasasholma filled. <clears throat> we're not doomed 
to any Avera Chashashoma, to live in any other way than being an Am Sagula, than being, than being an, an Am Kaddish. Because Hashem Ezbarach told Avram Avinu, and that's our Yichas, that Hashem Ezbarach told Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu said that I'm old, it's not possible to have, to have children, and, and Sarimenu can't have a child. So Hashem Ezbarach told Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu said that he saw in the Mazolas, Avram Avinu was a great expert in astrology, and Avram Avinu saw in the stars, that it wasn't possible for him to have to have a child. It wasn't possible for there to be a Yitzchak Avinu. And Hashem is brought told and say, Mitzagninu go out from your mazel. Ain mazel Yisrael. Kamar talks about in Shabbos. There is no mazel for Yisrael, which means that a Jew is not that a Jew is not stuck in, in a particular way. That's that's the meaning of of the Yichus of Klai Yisrael, of an Am Segula, of being the Yichus. That we're not that we're not that there's no political, social, economic, emotional, psychological factor that determines how we're going to live. That we're Bali Bukhir. And therefore Rabbi Yani says over there that Amamlachis Kahanam are Adainim and Sam Bainlahim Lafahid not to be afraid of boss of Adam of flesh and blood, not to be nichna only to Hashemizbarh. That's the meaning of the tonight that Hashem made with each and every one of us. In order for us to receive the Torah, that we have to know that we're an Amsagula, that we're special, that we're different, that we have Bechira. If a person doesn't feel that he's an Odin, that he's a Sar, that he has the ability to make his own decisions, but that rather what he does in his life is determined by other people, or by uh, economic, social, psychological, and so on, different factors, so then how could he, what's the tachlis of giving him mitzvahs? Just like there's no pachas, they're telling you, Yishmael, Lotirzach, don't kill. If the Yishmael says, I can't do anything about it, I must kill. Or to tell an Esav, don't murder, I can't do anything about it. But he has to know that he could do everything about it. That he doesn't have to, that there's nothing in the world that, there's nothing in the world that could force him to, to not to keep the Ratz Nasham. That's what the Rebbe says. Luis Yisrael, Benefesh, Muzahami, Yev, Shabishum, Aifen. To be a Yid, to be a Jew with a nefesh mezehama, <coughs> to be a Jew with a, with a soul that's that's polluted, that's filthy. Ef shabushum ayven rak azla haitzias makmay nafshucha tisyageya. The tachlis of of our lives is to draw out from ourselves the hidden treasure of who we are. Ulu tahara betahari elahis asmacha tichta, and to purify in the most in the most exalted way. The essence of who we are. The confusion and the inability that we have to focus, to concentrate during davening and mitzvahs most of the time the Rebbe says our inability to concentrate during davening, most of the time it comes from a lack of effort on our part. That we're not trying hard enough. What does that mean? The nature of the way that the mind works 
is that one thought runs into another thought. The chavur, b'chavur, mesubacha, and one thought gets gets tied up and involved with another thought. And then, therefore, there are thoughts that pour into the mind of a person one after the other. And nothing is holding them back from, from rushing into the person's mind. Some thoughts leave, new thoughts come in. And there's no end. And especially when it comes to business people. That during davening they're making all kinds of deals in their heads and they're adding up all kinds of numbers and subtracting and dividing and multiplying and making all kinds of cheshbainis and one thing resonates to the other that I could do this, maybe I'll do that and so on and so forth. And therefore when that person comes to daven, even if he has, even, even if he has a machshavatayva, you know, he has a good thought, he wants to, he's, he, he wants to daven. But Kevin but if he's not going to really, really work hard on holding on to that thought, what happens is it's like there's not you know there's nothing holding it the back, there's nothing holding back all the other thoughts. The the the, the, the gate is open. And the the gate is open and the cloud that we were we were raised in, in such a way where our parents were mostly hoping that we wouldn't do any do anything bad. As far as Mahshavas are concerned, there wasn't something that I think that was spoken that we dealt with much as far as Mahshavas are concerned and Shmiras and Mahshavas, it's altogether a different Madrega to to have a uh, to have a customs official standing by the brain, by the opening to the mind, or better yet, by the like like the Swasamas and all the Sadiqim say, Shaitam Shaitu Titlachal Sharecha all the gates of a person, meaning the two eyes are gates, the ears are gates, the mouth, the nose, the gates of a person. Shri Menachem called the seven candles on the face of a person, the person's face is the whole face is a menorah. And to appoint guardians, to appoint guards rather, get, that, that stand at each of the gates to, to protect the mind from what comes in, it's not something that we're accustomed to, it's not something that we were raised with. And as a result of that, it's very, very hard and it's very discouraging when a person decides for the first time in his life that he wants to daven. So to hold on to a machshava when, when like there are a thousand, there are a thousand other machshavas that are, that are just rushing into the brain and, and you don't have, you don't feel that you, that you have the, the, the you don't have the security. You don't have proper security standing at the gates of your mind, protecting the mind from all of these mashavas, which are called mashavas zaras, stranger alien thoughts, which, you know, the Koska said, they're not, someone said to the Koska Rebbe, I'm having mashavas zaras, the Koska, they're not, they're not alien thoughts, they're your thoughts, she said. This is not mashavas zaras, mashavas is like, you know, I can't, I can't believe that these things are, are in my mind, so the Koska said, what do you mean, they're, they're your thoughts, they're not mashavas zaras, but the thoughts are, the thoughts are, are one thing comes after the other. Would, wouldn't it be a horrible thing if there'd be if there'd be like a video screen, like you know now, I was flying around this year a lot, and I came with the you know you go to an airplane in front of every single seat they put a they put Navadazarla. Used to be there was just like in every section there was Navadazar. Now in front of your seat there's Navadazar. 
Lenegdi summit, mamish, and it's and it's it's not even six inches. It's not even six inches away. It's not even six inches away. <coughs> and it's 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 a it's a half a thing. A person a person grows up in such a way, and and comes in, in, from such a world where where there's a constant where there's a constant barrage, there's a constant attack upon a person's mashavis. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if, if Khalila <coughs> in shul, everybody would have like to have on the on the airplane in front of everybody. There would be like a little video screen, and and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be from one a uh, television or movie. It would be of that person's machshavas during a regular shachas. It's amazing how much a person can get in in 35 minutes. So it would be a pella. All the different things. All the different things that in in the machshavas that are running through the machshavas. All the things. And and it's very very hard. We're not used to we're not used to having any shmira. So the, the Rebbe says that even if a person wants to have a machshava type, wants to have a good davening, without hard work and without, without his chaskis, those thoughts just come in on their own. Other stuff just just flows in. The short face I said, just drowning and filling the brain. Next page. Therefore, pause, stop before every tefillah, before every davening. Vavoidan wants to do a mitzvah and to concentrate. Vachashayv and think. This is the this is the sight of being a Jew. This is the beginning of Avodas Hashem. Hinin Mishanis is most my. I'm, so I'm strengthening myself. And I am pouring all of my kaychas to strengthen my ahava, my love, my fear. That my thoughts should be focused on Hashem. The Rebbe is uh, is very very big on on Kabbalahs. Mysterious, my God. We're going to learn in the Mamarim. Well, we're going to begin to learn the, the the first of the three Mamarim that are printed at the end of Chavisa Talmidim. Unbelievable, unbelievable Mamarim on the on how to begin to learn Chassidus, Shabbos, Tefillah. Unbelievable Mamarim. And the and the the uh, the Rebbe over and over emphasizes the importance of a person. Beginning something with a Kabbalah, with a Hachlata that we spoke about the last two weeks, with a Hachlata to strengthen oneself. Mahavaz Hashem and Yiras Hashem, Machshati Hashem. When a when a person when a person designates the same as he would do with Truma, that you're able to take a simple a simple piece of fruit, and through that designation, it's it's brought into the world of holiness. Or by an animal for a carbon. When a person, when a person, on, on the simplest way, when a person says, a person sits down, and every single one of us must work on this. We really should work on this. When you sit down to say Lachvay Shabbos Kodesh, it's a different, it's a different Shabbos meal. If you stop before you eat the fish and you say Lachvay Shabbos Kodesh, can you, you know what? 
you know what an effect it has on the whole su'uda, on what you're thinking about during the Shabbos meal, how you talk during the Shabbos meal, it'll be a different su'uda Shabbos. You say, L'chvayt Shabbos. Ahari Mekabla Mekdusha Shabbos. B'moichi, b'gufi, b'nafshi, b'nafshi, b'ruchi, b'nishmasi, ha'makabal Kedusha Shabbos. The person says, the person says, Kedusha Shabbos, the same Shabbos, for the purpose of Shabbos Kaidish. When a person says that before he goes into Mikveh of Shabbos, to Mekabal Kedusha Shabbos, when a person says that the first, the first Tvila is to peel away the six days of the week, and the second tefillah is to, is to enter in Kedusha Shabbos. So then he lifts up the he lifts up that Shabbos food. He lifts up the tefillah to a different, a totally different madrega. So if a person if a person before davening would pause for a moment for that machshava, can you imagine we look we see from Chazal that they would spend an hour before davening, an hour before davening, strengthening the machshava. And focusing and meditating and preparing. The need of a hachana for a mitzvah, that's hard for us to understand, the hachana for a mitzvah. The greatness of preparing for a mitzvah. And what goes into the hachana for a mitzvah, and the machshavas, the kabbalas. When a person does that, the Rebbe says, Ad shemaim hazeidonim shal shetaf machshavas arose lo yishtafuha. When you do that, when you do that, when you when you before davening, you spend a minute with a kabbalah and machshava chazaka like this. So when you're doing that, so then you're 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 appointing security guards. You're appointing the best security guards to to protect the borders of your mind. Naturally, since it's new for people like us, it's you know it's very hard to sustain that for more than few minutes and then you know the chavah starts coming in after a couple of minutes but certainly the more one gets accustomed to that and the more the more one works on that over time so then the shet of machshavah sarah that's and that's why you have tefillahs before the tefillah like the rabbi al-malach's tefillah kaidamah tefillah but that also can become part of the just you know part of what we what the islam say the Rebbe is talking about that it has to be a, 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 a Kabbalah. Ba'akulam ba'ashem es chazek abalakai es gaber. And the person strengthens himself and is misgaber with Hashem's help. But the lo yigiyah, without hard work, e'ev shalagiyah l'shum dava. That's the bottom line. And, and that's something which which is hurting all of us because because <coughs> we've been learned, we learned at the very beginning of the sefer that atzlus, laziness, and hisrafus and negligence is so so much a part of us, especially especially growing up in a, in a time in in history and in a place in the world where the highest highest ideal, the greatest goal, is that a person shouldn't have to work hard; that things should be done for him; that things should be done for him. And you don't have to write anything anymore. It's everything you know with computers and and um, my 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 cell phone. I needed a new cell phone. The other one wasn't working anymore. So uh, so my kids are showing me. I have this this is a new phone. I have this cell phone. You don't have. To, you could talk to the phone. And,
say to at home, and then it dials the number. She's, I said, I'm not, I'm not talking to the phone like that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. It's bad enough I have to talk to the phone to talk to other people. I'm not talking to myself like that. Home. You know? Israel. <laughs> so the phone said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't speak Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, you press a button, you saw this? You press a button and you say, home. And then, and then it just dials your number automatically. You don't have to press, you don't have to press the button. And you don't have to dial the whole number, excuse me. You could, you could, you're able to put in the numbers, you just press down two, and you hold your finger down, and because the, the kids put in a lot of numbers to me. But now you don't have to do that. You could talk to the phone, and it dials for you. So, I mean, already dialing is too much of a yagiyah. It's too much of a yagiyah to dial. Now you could just, now you could just, uh, I don't know, we had a good lift, because you have to say it like five times, and the machine didn't understand, it says, it says on it, like, a, I don't hop, it says, I don't hop. <laughs> Some other line, it says something different, it says basically saying, I don't have, so you go, home, 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 and then the kids say, you see, they look at me, and the dollar say, this is a, I could already finish the whole conversation, and already learned another Rashi, uh, Tysus after that, because home, it's unbelievable, it's the whole, the whole pathless, uh, is that there shouldn't be any gear. there should be no gear at all, not to work. So below you give shalagila shumdava. You can't the person can't do anything without your gear. You can't reach any madragas without your gear. And the whole thing is, you know so it used to be a person wanted to go to college, so I think you had hundred and twenty eight credits. Now there's everything's got there's like a there's always an angle. Like you see some kid that went that went, you know I don't know, went to Yeshiva a little bit, read a, read one or two books and then was already says, Well I have I think eight credits left. I clapped Math, I clapped bio, I clapped this, I clapped that, it's a mamja kleptomaniac. And then he's got all these different things. And, and, and all together, as long as of course the college gets his money, that's something else. All of a sudden, like, you know, he said, I think I'm graduating. He never read a book, he thinks he's graduating, because he got all these, you know, there, there are a million like things you could do. So all these different hops. So, but the acres, it should be below your gear. It should be below your gear. So below your gear is Yev Shalagir Lushum Without your gear, you can't come to anything. Ubi Yigir Yev Shalagir Lakol. That's another one for the refrigerator. It's getting crowded in the refrigerator. Ubi Yigir Yev Shalagir Lakol. With hard work, with hard work, Yev Shalagir Lakol. You can reach anything. Below your gear, it's not going to work. That a person is mistagal, he becomes used to this, it becomes part of his way of life to be in control of his thoughts. So you don't have to really work hard at it anymore, it's a natural thing. Then when it comes to davening, when it comes to your avaita, that, that it's, it's a natural thing that a person, as we were learning, we were talking about this a lot, that it becomes part of your way of living, that you're, that you're, Somebody that's in control of your machshavas. Yeshdan harbe machshavas sha'ayev ha'adam lachshavesan. There are many thoughts that a person likes to go over in his mind. He likes to think about. Lahatsim behen leilushum tachlus vakstam l'shem tanik. Not because not for a specific tachlus. Vakstam he enjoys l'shem tanik. Vakstam l'shem tanik. Kigarin for instance machshavim eizes simcha sha'ayisulo. Something, something wonderful. There was a, there was a simcha. So it's nice to go over. It's nice. A person naturally, there's not the, there's no specific tachlis or koelis. 
in, in, in thinking about that right now. But it gives the person, it gives the person pleasure to go over that machshava in the head. Machshava of a simcha that he had. I'm a kavrilash, a he's excited about an upcoming simcha and he thinks about it. So listen to this exercise. Listen to the homework that the Rebbe gives us. Rebbe says an amazing thing. It's an exercise. He says that when you're having, try once in a while to get into this habit. That in the midst of this little daydreaming thing, that you're having this thought, this pleasant thought, he's not talking about anything that's forbidden, it's a nice thought, but it's a thought that you're having an oinik. It has to be something that, it has to be something that pops into your head, it pops into your head, and you really enjoy this thought. That in the middle of that, in the middle of that, that machshava. But listen, he says, barash, with a with noise, with a scream. In other words, even though it's very, very hard, it's so hard, it's harder than being in the middle of your favorite food. Being in the middle of, the, of your favorite dish, and you haven't eaten all, you haven't eaten all day. And, and now you're getting your favorite food for a person to stop. He says, in the middle of that thought, this is how one trains oneself. The Rebbe says, you begin to train yourself to be somebody that's a Baal Machshavis, that's in control of your Machshavis. Because there are millions of thoughts that stop, come and go, that's not important to you. And you don't have any particular earning that they, put, that they pop into the head. Uh, thoughts about business and other things, the responsibilities, those other rubber, those are annoying thoughts. You'd rather not have to deal with them. You'd rather just, you know, take care of work later on. You don't have to have, a, you don't have to go through your schedule a million times. You know, you don't want to have these thoughts. I gotta, I gotta call, I gotta call this guy up at ten o'clock. So you know, these these silly machshavas. You'd rather not have those. But when you have a machshava that pops into your head, that's a that's a gishmaka machshava, and you're having an oinik from that machshava. Now begins the training program to begin to be a person that knows how to stop a thought. Because the thoughts that are not so, the thoughts that are not so pleasant, or you rather not have, that's not such a chachma. But this is something that 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 a hundred times, a thousand times in a day, a person has an opportunity to 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 do an avodah, which is l'shem Hashem. That in the middle of a nice, pleasant machshav, that a person with with balkarach forces himself and barash, even if it means like it's it's really hard, it's really hard because. Since the time you're in the world, we're in the world, we're set on dwelling on these thoughts, dwelling in and indulging and enjoying and, you know, rolling it over, you know, going through it a million times. And he says, and then to, to think about something else. Doesn't mean anything in particular. He's not saying you have to think then about something, you know, Neymelemelech. But to think about something else. Why? Even it could be that you're thinking about something else as an Irish guy. The ikker is that you become a person that that is able to turn thoughts on and off. You become a person that's able to direct, to focus, to to have security. To say, no, I'm I'm not thinking about this now. Why? Right. It sounds like it's such a simple thing. You see, it's not a simple thing at all. It sounds like it's the easiest thing in the world. It's not an easy thing to do this. 
to be a, to be a person that, that, that has control over one's machshavas in such a way, and you're having a pleasant machshava in the middle. This way, he says, a person becomes somebody who is the balabas over his thoughts. You begin to you begin to flex your 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 muscles to prove to yourself that you can control what comes into your head. You're able to control. You're able to you're able to decide what you want to think about and what you should not think about. And that will work for you during Trila and Avaida. And davening in your Avaida. But Zorcha al Tishkach. He says, remember, don't forget. Now this is a very big insight in Hasidus. And unfortunately and unfortunately it's not the usual way that Chinuch is that 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 children are being taught and being raised. The Rebbe says, remember not to become overly concerned or involved. He says, Don't become don't become completely, completely uh, preoccupied with pushing away negative machshavas. With the with the sumeira, with pushing away negative machshavas. Kilayal lechaharbe mizeh. We've spoken about that, and the Rebbe talks about it in all of his sermon, all the tzaddikim did, especially Rebbe Nachman, Susi again, Elena. With <clears throat> since we know that we're a person, what a person thinks about is where the person is, and sometimes when you're in the quicksand, we learn that if you struggle and you and you wiggle around more, so you could sink in even deeper. The ikr is that a person should try to be machazing himself with the machshava taiva. That's the that's the in the side that Shabbat Nachman and others said he can talk about that Avinu was be'elonei mamrei that mamrei mem memrei shalav the isis machshava ra machshava acheres. So when a person has a negative thought, mamrei machshava ra machshava machshava acheres means. That the most, the most potent and powerful way of overcoming negative, negative thoughts, negative whatever that means, negative. It could be God forbid thoughts of arayas, thoughts of depression, so on and so forth. The most powerful way to overcome Mashavas Royce is with Machshavas Acheris. With Machshavas, with other Machshavas. With Machshavas Tairis. With something positive. To think about something positive. Ushkiyus Ahavoscha Vesairis Yeroscha will call Machshavdacha Bedovish al Kedush. And instead of trying to pull yourself out of this negative Machshava, which nowadays it's you know, it's very, very hard when you're already in a, in a place in your mind which is bad, which is, which is improper. It's very hard to pull yourself out, and instead of working very, very hard to drag yourself out of the out of the schmutz, the ikir is that at that time a person should try to replace that moshava. Since a cloud, a person can't think of two things at the same time unless you're a chaim or the rugged or a rebbezadik. Most of us can't think of two things at the same time. So when a person has a moshava raw, so you see in certain from they talk about how it's disgusting, horrible, terrible, not to think about this, not to think about this. So a person's thinking, this is disgusting, this is terrible, this is terrible, this is disgusting, it's terrible. And, and their mind is completely 
their mind is completely lost in that Indian. The Ikra Avayda is not to worry about or to think about these Machshavah's rice. The Ikra is to try to replace that Machshavah with a positive Machshavah of Kiddush. That's why it's so important to memorize certain Mamar Chazal, to memorize Mishnah, is to try to memorize. A Jew should always walk around with a good Vart. Whenever you see an old Jew, it's interesting thing, an old European Jew always has a good Vart. He goes with that good vart sometimes for, for six weeks, six months, sometimes for six decades. He has a good vart. You meet him, it doesn't make a difference if his pasha is kairach or, or his pasha is nayach. He tells you, he tells you this vart. A yid should always have that look, should always have thoughts of kedusha that he's able to take out of his pocket and to and to enjoy a ma'isev, a tzaddik, and so on and so forth, a machshavat Something into which a person can can be ma'ira his his ahavas Hashem and his yiras Hashem. the Rebbe says The negative thought, the destructive thought, on its own disappears. It disappears because you you because of mamre because machshava ra machshava acheres. You've replaced it with a with a wonderful machshava with a good machshava. Rebbe Nachman said that even if it's something which in that case if you're having machshava ra or something which is bad. And even if it's a thought of something which is not necessarily a dvarmis, but something like, say, a simch or something, that, something that's good, that's something that's positive. But of course, it's a higher level that it should be a machshav of kedusha, a thought of Torah, a thought of something that's, that's very, very good. You see what the Rebbe says the last few. There's no way to push away the darkness unless it's with light. And that's something which is lost, I'm sorry to say. It's lost upon a vast majority of Machanchim in our generation. When everybody's screaming and yelling, Gewalt, Gewalt, the internet's destroying the kids, Gewalt, the television's destroying the kids, Samus. And what are you giving the kids? What exactly are you providing them with? What or what light are you giving them that they should be able to be excited about so that they won't be interested in the internet? So the idea is, and this is what you're coming from, the, coming from people, the idea is to figure out new technology to prevent the kids from seeing this on the on the internet. So they're going to have new new things that you could put on that the parents can buy for the internet that will protect the kid, as if it's possible that it should be according to each one's according to each one's specifications of what's right and what's wrong. And then the kid could just go to any library, the kid could go to any friend, the kid could go to any show, to any place in the world. So they're all trying to figure out how, what can we do to, what can we do to prevent our kids from getting into this stuff, until it's going to reach a point where there's only one solution, which is, which is just to lock your kid in a room, just to lock the kid up in a room. There's nothing else. There's no way to, to lock him up in a room. Without, he can't have any cell phone either because he can get access to, the internet with a cell phone. Maybe I don't know if that's possible. I think it is, and no computer or anything. That's the only answer. And that's, that's, that, this is what I'm hearing time after time after time. Complaining and crashing about the, all the, all the tumma, the tumma, the tumma, the tumma. It's true. It's true. I was listening recently to these people making a million speeches about there were never such nisyanis, our generation, nisyanis, like our generation, our generation, nisyanis, nisyanis, nisyanis. Every generation that has nisyanis according to that generation. It's not something new. And if I shall put this in this generation, it means we have the crisis to overcome these nisyanis. But the answer is not going around unplugging everything. If it were possible, it would be a good thing. 
If we wouldn't have any of these things, you know that I also scream and cry about this stuff all the time in every single talk. But it's not an answer for children. The ikir is to pour more kedusha into the child. The ikir is to give them a lichtekeit and yiddishkeit to see how beautiful yiddishkeit is. To make them proud to be Jews, to see how exciting yiddishkeit could be. But when you have some rabbi, where the rabbi himself is falling asleep, he has the kid saying something, the rabbi himself is half asleep, he couldn't care less. I have parents calling me all the time about how the rabbi disappears from class for hours during the week, disappears, he's talking to some friend in the hallway, another rabbi. And the kids are supposed to be what? What are they supposed to be having? Chavrusa or something? Like, you know, eight-year-old kids, nine-year-old kids supposed to have having Chavrusa. <laughs> this one's choking that one, the other one's on the Chavrusa. What are they kidding? What kind of joke is that? And all you can tell, you keep on telling the kids, television is bad, internet is bad, bad, everything's bad, everything is tummy. You can't have a girlfriend, you can't have this, you can't do that, you can't, you can't, you can't. So it's not working. So we see though that one kid is falling after another, Shaniyah. The Rebbe says over here, built The only way to push the only way the only way to drive away darkness is with light. But that same the same Rebbe who is screaming about the television, yelling about all the problems, how the all the tum and the internet, so what is he giving the child? The only way he has to be Mahshavaras. So then if you tell him so, so then tell the kids something, talk to him. Kanimi said tell him something sweet, tell him a mice, talk to him, tell him over something that's beautiful, a tire that moves him, sing with him, niggin, something that'll something that'll that will replace the internet. Something that's exciting. Something that will make him even if you even the way that you're teaching the Gemara. There's a way to teach the Gemara to make it exciting. When a Rebbe is when a Rebbe makes the learning exciting, when it's a good Rebbe, a Rebbe that, that loves the kids and, and, and show and they feel that the Rebbe loves them. And they feel that, that the Rebbe is excited about the learning. And he's involved in their lives. And they feel that they're they feel that they're part of something big. Instead of year after year the kid reads names in the Gemara, he doesn't know who these people are. He doesn't know that he doesn't know what. The Bayeshani, the Bayesh Shlishi. He doesn't know what. He doesn't know what it means, who, what, where, where, where does this come from, what's this all about, has no idea, who are the Gainim, who are the Rishayim, he has no idea, he feels totally disconnected from everything that he's learning, he doesn't have the pride that a Jew has when a Jew learns Jewish history, and it's something which is serious, he feels that he's, he feels that he's part of something big, he feels proud. And they can't find time in yeshivas to do Jewish, to learn Jewish history with them. That they should, but I don't mean in Batlan Islam. I mean in a serious way, in a, in a gewaldige way. Where a kid feels excited, he knows when he sees on the page, it says Ravina Narvashi, he knows about it. He understands what it means. He, he, he knows what that, what that is. And you tell him over something, you tell over to the child something, that he sees the mystique, the sweetness of Torah. And you give him a lot of a lot of or a lot of light. So then he mailed the chayshuk. He's not gonna. If somebody sees how sweet the Torah is, then he's not gonna be interested in the darkness of, of of the television, the internet. It won't excite him. But if a kid, if a kid's like we learned, like we learned in Savazirus, but if a kid is not being excited about Yiddishkeit, like we learned, then he'll seek it elsewhere. Then he'll seek his excitement someplace else. That's all. Like we learned that the Rebbe says in, in Savazirus. That the, that the soul of a Jew has a desperate need to be excited, to be stimulated. And if you don't find, and if it doesn't find the stimulation in Dvarim Shepagdusha, then it's going to seek the stimulation elsewhere. 
That's the bottom line. Now, if you think that our generation, what, what time? I don't have a book on it. This is a bridge I have to try to run down for a few minutes. That, that the Nisayan of our generation is it's that there's never been so much external stimulation like in our generation. That's true. The stimulation now is unbelievable. The, st- the amount of stimulation is unbelievable. And, and we need, and we need therefore to provide an unusual amount of internal stimulation. And it's true in the past, you didn't have to. And like, there wasn't so much going on in, in Warsaw or Lemberg, you know what I'm saying? Or, uh, Chais and, ba- and Baghdad. There wasn't so much. There wasn't so much external stimulation. Now it's unbelievable. Every time they come out with a new little machine, that means, oh, we gotta do some more Svasamis. That's what it means. Every time they come out with a new, uh, a new Hamza, a new television show, a new movie, a new website, a new website, uh-oh, more Tanya, more Pneumis, more Or. That's the only way to do it. And it's a pellet to me. That's Chom Yisachem, because I'm a total idiot. And, and, and even with all my stupidity, a person can understand this. It's a portion that you understand. That the other way is not, gonna, it's not working. It just ain't working. Just to scream and yell about how bad things are, and to tell them we have to turn this off and turn this off and turn that off, and everybody's running from one machine to the other, trying to keep up with the kids, and the kid laughs and they go onto another machine, and then the, and then the, and then the, the rebbe runs after that machine and goes beep and turns it off, and the kid <laughs> he takes out this one's pocket, and the rebbe goes beep, and he's got all over the place, there's stuff going on all over, and they can't keep up. The parents and the rebbe are like running after kids, trying to turn off all their machines. <laughs> what about turning on some machines? And if you put on an interesting program. <laughs> A, a, a program that's filled with Kedush and Tahara, and the kids go, ooh, I never knew that. I never knew that. And then he doesn't, then, then you know what, and all of a sudden he doesn't care about all the other programs. They can be plugged in. He doesn't look at it. Isn't that the ultimate goal that our children should, should have Gavula? Should be debarred? I have it, it, the conversations that I have with parents that are heartbreaking conversa- conversations that the parents are always worried. <clears throat> I always worried, what's my kid doing now? What's my kid doing? Because the kid's away someplace. The kid went with some friends. What's my kid doing? What's my kid doing? It's like, it's like God forbid a woman who doesn't trust her husband. And the husband's supposed to be home at 7 o'clock. It's 10 after 7. She says, Gavalt, who knows what he's doing? Is that how we're supposed to live? Is that how we're supposed to live? And such, with such a halicious, like, like broken, bent over broken, untrusting, suspicious people that we don't even that we can't even trust our children the way that a wife can't trust a husband is that a marriage that a wife every single second she has to worry where's her husband she has to call ten times a day what's my husband doing where is he who's he talking to and there are women that, that cry to me about this too that my husband flirts with this and my husband talks to that and their whole life she lives in misery because she can't trust her husband Parents with children. Parents that you can't trust the child. Because we're not offering the children something that's so beautiful, that's so sweet, that's so special, that's so exciting, that, that it would give us a sense of security to know within ourselves, to know within ourselves that it's not shy that the child would want anything else. That woman doesn't feel the security either. She's, she, most likely, under the chuppah, she wasn't worried about that. Under the chuppah, she wasn't worried. Let's see, where is he? What is he? You know. But over time, the relationship 
there's more darkness, and 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 uh, people become nervous. They become worried. And it's when a person lives in that kind of a life, it's mamish gehenna. It's mamish gehenna. And that's exactly what's happening now in chinuch. That's what's happening. It's a gehenna because all we have are parents and and, and rebbeim that are. Worried about what's the kid looking, what's the kid doing, what's the kid, where is the kid now? What, 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 every single second of the day, what machine, where is he, what's he looking at? And what, give the kid a reason why he wouldn't want to look anyplace else. That it's so beautiful, it's so wonderful, it's so good, that he doesn't have a cheshik for anything else except to be a yid. But if the Rebbe's not doing that, and the parents aren't doing that, so, so then, what's the pillar that he, that he, like he found himself a girlfriend, like what's the big pillar? The kid grows up in a shul where he sees that, the, that it's a joke and the parents, he sees that the, that the father the father couldn't care less about davening and they're just um, hanging out and smoozing and carrying on and making kinds of stupid immature cracks. So what exactly what exactly was that kid given that he should that he should see that tefillah is something which is beautiful? That davening is something which could save your life. Davening is something to look forward to. The way that the Yudah Levi talks in Kuzri about, about the chastet who is the parist, the pre-hazman, the he waits impatiently between shachris. He can't wait to get the mincha. But a kid grows up in a shul where the whole shachris is a few minutes, and 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 his father came late even for the few minutes, and he can't wait to get out. He see, and he knows that his father can't wait to get out, and the kid never saw the sweetness of that. Never, 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 never felt, never heard a davening that's filled with with ruach, or with simchan, with negina, and with avayda. And then the parents are, the parents are, are crying. How come my kid, my kid, my kids? Uh, I found, I found on the internet that my kid, you know, uh, I traced this and I found that my kid is looking at the internet and has a, is having conversations with somebody on the internet. I found that my kid was looking at this website or that website. So what are you going to do? Say, did you give your kid anything to look at other than that? What do you, what do you think? What, how long do you think your kid was going to go on with the coldness? Children are alive. Adults can go like that, you know, they just give up and they go like that till 120, they, you know. Children, children still have hope to get something in life. Children are still excited. Children want something exciting. They want something exciting. You wouldn't believe if I would tell you this, if, I, if, if you hear the stories. Now, you know what, you also know. You personally wouldn't believe the stories. And how many calls I get a week from, from parents from other places about, about, Somebody called, you know, that my, that my kid, I found this on the internet, my kid is doing this, my kid is doing that. And you want to tear your hair out, you see. And what, and what is your kid getting? Did you, do, you, do you know what your kid's getting in yeshiva? What are you giving the child? What kind of Shabbos do you have by the table? Of course, it's easy for the parents to just blame every teacher and every rabbi and to scream and to carry on about how every, everybody else in the world is doing this. And the easiest thing is to blame the internet and the television, because then you're just talking about some very mysterious, invisible kayach that's out there and you just blame the whole world for destroying your child. Yet the world is dangerous. But if a kid grows up without filo, without tayo, without avayda, without excitement, without without islavus and being a Jew, without being proud to be a Jew, so then what chance is there for him to deal with any of these nisyanas? And he doesn't, he doesn't have the, he does not equipped to deal with the nisyanas. That's, the, that's what this little paragraph is about. That the ikir is not the dechias of the machshavas leitayvus, pushing away the bad machshavas. There's so much you could do. He says ki loyalecha harbe mizah. You know you do it, but you don't get much out of it. The is 
with his chazkes of machshava toyva. That's the ik. That's the yisoid of chinuch. Is the chazkes of machshava toyva. And his iris, that the davenings with his iris, and that the learnings with his iris, with a gishmak. We really don't understand why the kids don't like to go, get up and go to school in the morning. I mean, after all the speeches, we're talking among some parents over here. I mean, it's, like, you know, the parents give all these things about how you have to go to school. Like, why should the kid want to go to school? So finally, you know, the kid might get himself going because, you know, he has a good chava there and whatever. Why should he want to go to school? Did we want to go to school? I don't remember wanting to go to school, unless it was like, cause, uh, you know, to make trouble. <laughs> but not any good thing. <clears throat> Why should the kid want to go to school, the What is it that, what is it that, uh, what is it that's exciting for him? If you send your, if you send your kid to a co-ed school, then, then there's already a modest harpetzida, you understand. Then maybe he has something to live for. But if he's, oh boys, so, uh, what's the chlal, the reason to go? Oh, to play ball, that's true. Okay, that's what I, right, that's one thing. And, and you know, and in the machshav of a kid, it's an amazing thing. You could have an eight-hour day, and it's such rahman, it's like, like a couple of minutes recess, that's his whole chiyas to go on with life. It's, it's sad, if you think about it. It's sad. The same way when he's sitting in class, and he's looking at the clock, and he's waiting just for a couple of minutes in the prison courtyard. <laughs> just for a couple of minutes to walk around in the air, to throw a ball around the... Right? A couple of minutes not to feel oppressed. <clears throat> and how wonderful it is, how wonderful it is when you have a Rebbe, <clears throat> that your child looks forward to going to school. And there are wonderful teachers like that. There are some wonderful Rebbe and wonderful teachers. But the kid is excited and the kid wants to go to school. He's excited to go and to, uh, can't wait. There, there are Rebbe, thank God. There are wonderful teachers and Rebbe like that. Those are usually not the ones that go for all the courses on how to teach. Usually not. I'm not saying a cloud because I don't want to get in trouble. Usually not. Usually not. Now, smile. You know, like that. It's important in education every every uh, day to at least smile once to the children. When you have someone who's a natural, when you have a Rebbe, a teacher, a mother that loves the kids, one, my children had a, had a woman. My girls had a, a, a young woman. And she she was single. That when she came in to teach her, when she was teaching Pasha, she used to come in with different outfits. With such such brilliant ideas, different like Hamzahs, and the kids would get would, would get so excited. And the Pasha was the Pasha was alive. And, and, and they would come home like laughing and giggling. The Mora taught them this and understanding. And then, and then she would do something and she'd get the point across of what the Parsha is saying, what Rashi is saying. And we need that nowadays. In the old days, we didn't need it. But now, because there's so much stimulation, there's so much external stimulation that, that if we don't, if we don't do things like that, so then, then it's not going to work. I was talking to somebody, somebody came to uh, the other day, he was showing me, I said this to one of the Chavayim, I told, he came to show me like the he has a, there's a school a yeshiva someplace where the boys are building their own shtendas. Because most boys think that the shtendas were created by God by Jesus and made gracious. <laughs> you know that. So I mean they think about the refrigerator and everything else. So the boys built their own shtendas. They have a workshop. Learn till three o'clock, and it's region certified. 
They have the regions, they, have, they do what they're supposed to do. And they have a workshop. And they have a time to have during the week a clinic. If you want, you could take the t- a guy that teaches you how to play guitar. This other's teaching uh, carpentry. This one's teaching uh, electric, electric work. Different things for the boys to, to get them excited. They learn differently the whole day. Different field. They take them on field trips. There's time for everything. If you, ha- if you know what you're doing, there's time for all of this stuff. They take them places to go and to, to learn what it means to be a to set up to set up a, a tent and to you know to 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 to, to feel some independence and self sufficiency and so on. It's, it's my and the the way that the boys are motivated needs and then the boys have to have the boys also have to speak and to teach and to give class. Young boys, ninth ninth and tenth graders, that they have to give a, that have to be able to get up in front of guys, which is a chiddush. Most most of most boys grow up you know like grunting, you know. Me want water. <laughs> so this is, you know, like the girls are saying, oh, you know, they have, the, the girls are giving speeches and the guys are saying, you know, yeah, uh, uh-huh. That, 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 uh, you can't even talk. Here the guys have to talk and to articulate, to explain, and take the chances giving giving over a class, even as a pusik to explain. It sounds simple, but you can't lose. You can only win. And I had, a, I had, I was so excited about it. And I had also chalishes at that. I was like, can't this be done? It's such a normal thing. A boy has a shtender, and, ha- and he has his name on the shtender. It's, it's his shtender. He made this shtender. You know, kind of a simchas and nefesh a person has. It's a different davening when it's your shtender. And they, they build an arukaydish or something that they built the boys themselves. They are working on in the shop. It's not so expensive. These things could be done. It's not middle state accredited. It's not middle state accredited. That's right. Everybody's worried about what people think and accreditation and what the and what the gavir who pays, uh, you know, the, who pays for something in the school. The gavir, the big gavir who graduated, who graduated first in his, in his class of two someplace. <laughs> what the big gavir, what the big gavir is going to say, what the big gavir is going to say, and the kids are all dying. It's such a positive thing. It's such a simple thing. To teach a kid, to give him a chiz, to make to make to make it. They get together Thursday nights. <coughs> they bring Thursday nights to have Malachim Alakas, to have to have people that come in once or twice a month, men that come in to talk to the boys about what's on their mind, what's in their hearts, to schmooze with them. I don't know. It, it, it's not a guyness. It seems like it's a double push. It's a double push. And of course, they're getting flack. Like people say, "Hey, you're running a camp," you know, like other you know Rosh Hashivas. <laughs> it's a camp. Well, they're worrying about their kids' internets and televisions from their yeshiva, and they're going around trying to unplug everything. And these guys are having a chiyas, and a simcha of being Jews, and they're filled with pride, and they're healthy physically and emotionally. They're healthy, and everybody's everybody else is running, turning off televisions and computers. That's what they're already saying. We're not going to win just worrying about chayshach. It has to be im ha'or. It has to be with more light. <coughs> With more more tefillah, more avodah, more chesidus, more pnimius, and and mimela a child becomes a person that's on fire, and he and he and he doesn't want that. And you know something, if the kid's not getting that in yeshiva, then the parents have to. It's very hard, but the parents have to try to make up for it. And the parents have to be have to be like that. It used to be that you said the rabbi has to be the the father. The father has to be the rabbi. 
and the, and the parents have to the parents have to engage the children and make Jesus guys something something that's exciting. We're, if we don't have Friday night, if we don't have a Lebedic a Lebedic Friday night, if it's not a, sh- a Shabbos table that's filled with fire and it's filled with bezmiris and simcha, then, then we're going to lose. And every single father, every single father has to prepare the Vaytari during the week. Not stam to be yaitzit to say something that has no taichim. Something that's real. Something that's that's nice. It's beautiful. And with a maizit to say a story. And there are a million maizits swarm. Buy, buy, buy swarm and read maizim so you come to the Shabbos table. You prepare. Isn't it true that you prepare if you have to meet the client, you have to make a presentation? People are always prepared. And they come with all the bichlach and all the briefcases and books about how to have to prepare for some, for who, for some anti-Semite. <laughs> so, for your own children, <clears throat> for your own children, you, it's not good to prepare you the whole week. Pashas by Midbar, it's a new world by Midbar. To prepare Torah, to prepare Maisim, every day that a person should put aside time to think that I'm doing this to, to, to be mechanach my children, that they should love Hashem and be good Jews. And you prepare different Torah and stories during the week. You come to the Shabbos table. Then it could be the whole week. You had to, maybe you had to look through a thousand Torahs to get to the one that's good for the child. That you think that would be good for the table. And what's so bad is the other 999 you also know. But that one Torah is going to give your child life. And to sing Zemiris. And it should be with Simcha. That's the whole practice of our being in this world. And, and if we're not going to do that, Makes no difference if your wife is the best cook and the, and, and the kugel is the most delicious kugel. Yiddishkeit is not going to be delicious. And if Yiddishkeit is not delicious, then then the, there's other stuff that looks like it's delicious, even though it comes from the sitrach. It looks like it's delicious. It's it's mommy mothers, but it looks delicious to the kid. It looks delicious. That's what we have to. That's what we have to provide them. All right, we'll continue. It's a shame.